We have the former police chief of the city of Toronto, Mark Saunders, in studio today. He also wants your vote on Monday, June the 26th. Uh, welcome, Mark, to Toronto this weekend. Welcome, Maggie. <laughs> so I missed you at the Daily Bread Food Bank uh, debate. Yes, that was one. I attended so many debates over the course of time. But and you I know, personally missed you, Mark. You were not to- there for me to... You know, pepper you with questions. So we're doing this now. Here we go. Okay, let's have it. Let's have it. So you got a pretty big endorsement uh, this week from Doug Ford. Uh, How does that make you feel? Good. It makes me feel good because a couple of things. Number one, I'm second. I I have been historically second from April the 3rd up to now when you average it out. But number two, it brings in Ford Nation as well, too. And we're talking about potentially 280,000 votes in the city of Toronto. Uh, this should not be a race about second place. This should be a, a race for me to beat Olivia Chow. And what she represents in this city as mayor, I think, is not going to be healthy. It's not going to be good. There are a lot of people who are concerned, Mark, that having the support of the premier makes you seem as if you're a puppet to the premier. How would you respond to that? Uh, well, just falsehoods. Listen, I have been the only experienced leader. Everyone else has spoken about being leader, but they haven't been. And I've represented my own self. I've always represented the best interests of the city of Toronto uh, in any capacity. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm collaborative when I think and make these key decisions. And we know the importance of having a strong relationship with the province. And so I'm going to lean into that a little bit. But as a leader, I'm running for the leader to be the mayor of the city of Toronto, the city that I love and the city that I'm going to bring back to where it should be because City Hall has left this place in a mess right now. Let's fast forward. Let's say you do win on uh, Monday, first day in office. What are you looking at? What is the first thing on your agenda? Well, I want to get going on TTC and, and, and public safety. Uh, TTC is not in a good state right now when it comes to the crime and the disorder, the random crime and the disorder. Uh, I also want to get my hands into the books to see where we need to allocate those funds uh, because there has been a lot of uh, misspending going on. I think that our money should be prioritized towards people first. And a lot of these things that are going on right now are more politically led. And and government shouldn't be leading communities. Communities should be leading government. I've learned that from my experience as chief working in every single corner of the city and looking at the needs. It is not a one-size-fits-all, but for some reason, government seems to think so. And I want to change that. I want to make sure every voice in the city is heard equally, not just the loudest voice in the room that seems to be holding the narrative and seems to be making the decisions which has put us in this direction right now. How do you do that? How do you make sure that the community is being heard? Are you, yeah. you have said that you would exercise strong mayoral powers. Have you? Have you? Well, well, I will be, but everyone yeah. knows me for being collaborative, first and foremost. I have been at town hall meetings for 38 years as an executive and also on the ground. I've stepped over dead bodies. I've put my life on the line. I know what's going on in this city, and what's going on in the city is completely disconnected from City Hall right now. Talking about bike lanes at one point in time in 2020 during the pandemic, exploring heated bike lanes. This is not how you spend tax dollars. And Anna Bylaw wanting to take guns off the police officer and putting a motion in for that. Not wanting to put the $18 million in when we needed it the most. We have to keep our community safe. A safe community is a healthy community. A healthy community is a vibrant community. And we have to do it with dignity. It's not about arresting our way through, which I've said year after year. There's so many other agencies that have not been mobilized at City Hall because they're not spending on it, because they don't understand what's going on at downtown and right across our city. 
We need help from social entities and we need help to make sure that our cities are nice, clean, vibrant, so that businesses can come in here and we can be Toronto that we should be. Let's talk a little bit more about communities, Mark. Uh, will you be attending Pride this weekend? Yes, I will. You will? Yes. Talk to me about your relationship with uh, the LGBTQ plus community and, yeah. and and working on mending that relationship that has been strained over the years, specifically with you and them. Yeah, no, with words. And, and, and first off, I have had a good, healthy relationship with the LGBTQ community for a multitude of years, going back to deputy and even before that. You know, where that shift occurred, obviously you're talking about the... Uh, the Bruce MacArthur yeah. investigation and the comments made where people were saying that I did not think there's a serial killer. That's not what I said. I said, based on the evidence today, there's nothing to suggest. But I was protecting the evidence of the case. As a law enforcement officer testifying and understanding, not putting out a whole lot of information, that's where I messed up. I should have been listening to the hurt, the pain, the suffering that that community was going through. And, you know, it caused a distraction as a result of that. And for that, I apologized. And I, I will continue to do that. Uh, words do matter. And when I made sure that I put that third-party investigation in, I myself made sure that I testified. I wanted to see what can we do to not have this happen again and to be better when it comes to law enforcement, having relationships with all communities, including the LGBTQ community. Better things have come out because of that. You know, and as a leader, it's about falling and getting up again. And, um, you know, working with the LGBTQ community is key. It's important. I've been in the community, but it's the first step of the journey that has to be taken. And the other piece is that the LGBTQ community is not a monolith. And, and I think that's been a mistake that's been made for a long time, including me, uh, because I thought we had this strong community and this strong relationship. It was with one segment. There are so many other segments that have not... Uh, had a good, healthy relationship, that's the new direction that we have to go into. And it's not just law enforcement. There's so many other social services and other things where these new conversations have to be had. And I recognize that. Another community that's not a monolith is the black community. And, and there have been mixed reactions to your candidacy. Many people still hold tightly to the debate over carding. What is your position on how you would maybe, again, broach relationship with that community as well. Yeah, and this is where that political stuff comes in. Carding is defined as the random stopping, gathering of information, and then recording it. I have never in my career supported that. Not once have I supported mm -hmm. that. I've always spoke about the importance of intelligence-led policing. I delivered that when I was in the office of the chief position as well. 98% of our communities are communities in need. People don't choose to be in certain places where they live. They have to be because of the economic situation that they're in. Fully respect that. I did not come from wealth. I had my journey, so I respect that. Intelligence-led means that you're more surgical in your policing when it comes to who you're going to be approaching and why you're going to be approaching and making sure that you're doing it with dignity and respect with every interaction that you have. So when we speak about how I stayed on the uh, PAC, the PACE Advisory Committee, how I brought that agency to look at every single policy, training, regulations through the black lens, make those corrections, make it right, and then added a third day of training, which people didn't want me to do, specific to two things. Number one, community engagement, and that's bringing in people with lived experience that did not have a good relationship and having those police having to hear those hard discussions. And number two, dealing with people that live with mental health. 
because we have to fix that. And it's unfortunate that society today keeps putting law enforcement first in line to deal with people that have health issues. Mental health is health. When you put law enforcement as the first line of response, you failed as a government. And that is something that I look forward to fixing as well. Uh, there are some that feel like you are so focused on uh, safety and policing that they would love to hear more about the other issues, be it housing, uh, you know, homelessness and so forth. As a mayor of the city of Toronto, talk to me about some of your uh passions around housing, how you'd fix that problem, as well as, you know, looking at housing now, the the Toronto strategy, the city of Toronto strategy, what are things that you would maybe add or change to that? Well, f- first and foremost, this city has scored last when it comes to building. Mm. The fact that purpose-built rentals, the average purpose-built rental in Toronto is over 40 years old, shows you that today's government has no alignment with what's going on out there in the community. The fact that we're going to have 500,000 more newcomers coming into this city by 2030, 2031, and we can't even take care of today. We have to build and we have to build now. The red tape is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to building, and it's absolutely ridiculous when it comes to some of the processes for small businesses, which is a vibrancy of the city. All of the other councillors aren't saying anything about the process because they put their hand up for it. Anna Bilo had no problems running into that seat with the existing process right now, which stinks. I'm cutting the red tape, making sure that these approvals are going to be going through the system within a year because this has caused a huge crisis. They declared a homeless crisis that they had caused. The status quo is not plugged into what the needs and wants are of the city of Toronto. They need new, fresh, vibrant leadership, someone who's going to make those hard decisions by listening to everybody, not just those loudest voices, which is going on today. And I'm excited at that opportunity. But when we cut that red tape, we have that opportunity of building and building faster. And it has to be supportive housing to help those that are in need. And when we talk about affordability, it's in different strands, whether it's, you know, rent geared towards income, our workforce. If we don't have places for stay for our workforce, businesses aren't going to stay because if businesses say people can't live where we're, we've right. got our business, why be here? And then of course the, you know, market value, 20%, all of those factors have to be keyed in and we have to get it right. And we have to stay hyper-focused on that. So that target of the 40,000 in the next 10 years of affordable, we have to hit it and we have to hit it hard and we need to make sure we increase our workforce as well when it comes to skilled trade workers, because we only have half the amount of workers right now to even deliver on that. So creating those incentives from that aspect as well is key and critical in order to make sure that we get the city back to where it needs to go. All right, that's our time. Thanks so much, Mark, for coming into studio today. It was great seeing you, Maggie. And the weather, by the way, ain't so hot right now. (laughs) We're holding on to hope, Mark. We're holding on (laughs) to hope. That was Mark Saunders, the former police chief of this great city of Toronto. He also wants your vote this Monday, June 26th.